Hey, this is Dara Rosenbaum of Rosenbaum and Taylor. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Let's level up. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and we are episode 336 with my good friend, East Coaster, Dara Rosenbaum. Uh, she's an attorney, a counselor, uh, but she's a little bit different than some other uh, you know attorneys that you might run across, where uh, she's full of compassion. Um, her and her partner, they they have a shingle of a little bit of a smaller law firm, but that does not stop them from absolutely kicking butt on a daily basis, representing their clients, again, like I said, with, full of compassion and empathy and making, I think that she makes her clients feel like they are the only client that when they're working with when they're probably working with hundreds of them. So uh, she drops some serious knowledge nuggets on communication, uh, community and really how to build your confidence and self-assurance. So without further ado, here's my really good friend, counselor, attorney, Dara Rosenbaum from Rosenbaum and Taylor. Let's level up. Time to shine today, podcast varsity squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and I have my East Coast, Eastern Seaboard rock star, counselor, attorney, Dara Rosenbaum, and she's also a fantastic podcast host, Uh, but don't go there yet because I I want you to hear what she has to say, but her podcast is fantastic. She's a rock star attorney, but she doesn't just talk law, and not that she's not the best at it, but she also has a human touch to her life. I know a lot of attorneys, which I'm friends with, that they just get so involved in the work that is la, 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 And, and Dara is a badass attorney, but she also has, again, the human nature touch to it. And again, like I mentioned, she is an attorney, a business advisor, business owner, and the host of the Compelling Conversations podcast, which is an all uh, directory. So they'll all be in the show notes. So you can go check her out there as well. She has a passion for creating, helping, protecting, and growing companies. She's a litigator and a transactional lawyer who became an attorney to help people and people and whose love of helping business owners drew her to business and law. And one thing that I picked up on one of her social pages is she helps businesses resolve legal issues without combat, which is fantastic. I don't think I'd want to go head to head with this rock star in the courtroom, (laughs) but if you can resolve it before, that's fantastic. And Dara, thank you so much for coming on. Please introduce yourself to the Time to Shine Today podcast varsity squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? My favorite color is navy blue. Really? So not quite black, but okay. deep, kind, of, kind of a deep color, kind of like that sapphire, that deep sapphire blue. Like the color of their, your letters on the wall? That's, it has, it okay. may have something to do with the with the, uh, the color scheme it. for the logo. <laughs> I love it. And navy blue is kind of like an attorney, like kind of like, you know, kind of like the badass attorney. But at the same time, right. you're there to serve. I love it. So mm-hmm. let's get I, uh, attorney is what I am in my parallel life. Okay, it's you know I'm a I'm a business coach now, and I actually am a coach to quite a few attorneys. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know that's something that I if I had to do it again, I would do it. Hundred percent, I cool. wanted to be an attorney. But I did seven years in 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 the military, and it just got out. I was like, I'm going to do something where I don't need a degree. <laughs> you know, right. it got into the real mm-hmm. estate world, and then into coaching. So, can you give us the roots and kind of like the story up uh, to now? Yeah, so the roots are a kid who really wanted to be a forensic scientist or a coroner, um, realized that math and science were not my thing, so got pretty quick into debate and those kind of things, so knew I'd always go to law school, 
um, came out of law school, went to law school at Emory University in Georgia, Ooh, really? came out of law school and got a job at a firm that was half insurance defense cases. So hired by insurance companies to defend their insureds and personal injury, property damage type cases. And the other half of the firm was maritime cargo claims. So wow. uh, stone electronics out of a cargo sh- of a cargo ship. Uh, we had some pirate cases, which were kind of interesting. Um, lots of like mo- moldy and spoiled fruits and vegetables. Um, mm. That was not my favorite. Uh, I was there for a while. Did you actually have to go on site and see these things ever? I went on site in like ports to see. Right. To see, to see different things that had happened. Um, I never got to actually go out on the ships, and I never met a pirate, but I did hear some crazy stories. Crazy stories. <laughs> I bet. I bet. So you wanted to be kind of like the forensic scientist or coroner, which, I mean, in that line of work, you basically you will never run out of business, unfortunately. Correct. But what what Correct. made that switch, though, into, the, into being an attorney? Math and science was not my thing. So oh, gotcha. and my, okay. and my great-grandmother at the time said, well, I don't know how many people want to be friends with a woman who touches dead bodies. Um, and that really wasn't the reason that I got at, sort of off of that track. But I just found that, you know, I had much more of an aptitude for writing and reading and researching and those types of things than I was going to do with with the sciences and the maths. I love it. I love it. And so you you, you went to you worked in Georgia or I'm sorry, where did you work after you left Emory? That, that company in New York. The, mm-hmm. in New My York. family's okay. from New York. I came back to New York. Yeah. Beautiful. And you and then now this is like transactional law and, and litigation. That's kind of far away from that world now, right? Mm-hmm. What you did before. Yep. So let's get us there. So you know, real quick. So 9-11 happens. I lose mm. my job because they lost some clients um, through a series of, you know, hey, I know somebody who knows somebody. Uh, there's this guy, Scott Taylor, who's hiring. Uh, and uh, Scott Taylor is the T in Rosenbaum and Taylor mm-hmm. now. Uh, so he hired me 20 plus years ago, and mm-hmm. I worked with him at a firm, or for him actually at a firm, um, for 10 years. We formed this firm about 11 years ago. So okay. the litigation to the transactional really was, I spent a lot of time, sort of grew up professionally doing insurance defense. So okay. met a lot of companies, met a lot of clients who were embroiled in lawsuits, and developed a great relationship with them, helping them you know, get through those issues. And they started asking questions about, well, I'm forming a new business, can you do that for me? Uh, how did they get stuck in this thing in the first place? I thought my insurance would cover it. Um, right. You know, I'm having an issue with my business partner. So organically, we started doing more of the business advising, business strategy, transactional work. Uh, we still do litigate. Uh, I still love the courtroom. I love mm-hmm. that. I still have a taste for blood there. Um, <laughs> but I recognize that I think it helps more people if you can help people avoid it in the first place or work through it without combat. I love that. If you can actually avoid the comment. So I got to ask a question, which hopefully you're comfortable answering this, but how did the shingle end up with your name before his? Um, we joke that we say age before beauty. Um, and uh, <laughs> Scott okay. actually is 20, 20 years older than me. So those of us, okay. the people who know us think that's funny. Right. Uh, you know, we joked for years when he was my boss, we joked for years at, at the, the old firm saying, well, if this was Rosenbaum and Taylor, we wouldn't have to do this. Or this is Rosenbaum and Taylor, we wouldn't have this issue. Or we could do things our own way. And it was always called Rosenbaum and Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's sort of how it, you know, that that was its name once we decided to leave. I think that that's really cool. And for him, and again, please, again, please don't take this wrong way. A lot of attorneys that I know, our friends are huge egos. Huge. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which I want that. I want my attorney to have a monster ego. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you right now. But that's yeah. really cool that he, uh, you know, that you guys came up with that. Because it, it flows. Like Taylor Rosebaum doesn't flow like Rosebaum Taylor. Yeah. That's and my I think, humble you know, opinion. 
And I think also one of the things we thought of was that, you know, I would be around hopefully uh, longer than he would be around practicing because he's got 20 years on me. Yeah. So it sort of made sense for me to go first. Um, Sure. But there was no fight about it, no debate about it. It just was, okay, we're going out. It'll be Rosenbaum and Taylor. Love it. Love it. So when you're starting to work with clients and went out, maybe you're kind of in the discovery period. Mm-hmm. You know, I ask kind of coaches to to find like kind of a secret sauce to a blind spot. Mm-hmm. How do you dig to get to facts with clients that are really not too forthcoming with the information? I think the first thing is to make them comfortable. So mm-hmm. I want to make them understand that I care. Um, I'm not working through a checklist and I'm not just trying to get get them off the phone or trying to make them feel bad about something or make them feel stupid or make them feel like they don't know something or they've done something mm-hmm. wrong. That's the, probably the first thing. The second thing is to learn the business, you know, to really understand what the business does, how it runs, who the key people are and where the pain points are. You know, what drives you crazy? What's what's annoying you about your clients? If you could have more of this type of client and less of that type of client, what would that look like? If you could have easier Ooh. cash flow, what would that look like? So, you know, if you could have a better relationship with your business fellow business owners, what would that look like? So there's lots of pieces to it that I try to get involved in and try to understand lots of pieces of the business because they all work together. So I don't want to write a contract in a vacuum or negotiate something in a vacuum or hand them an operating agreement and or tell them that they can go find one online. I want my solutions to be personalized to what they do. I absolutely love that. You sound like a coach. I mean, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent, because again, I'm not a consultant. Like I have, a, like I said, three attorneys that I coach. They're mm-hmm. pretty high powered. And, you know, it's funny. They forgot more about law than I'll really ever care to know. Well, maybe mm-hmm. I would care to know because that's yeah. what I always want to do, but that, I, that I'll ever know. But a coach is really uh, the the person that I'm coaching has the problem inside them or the obstacle, but they also have the solution in there. Right. And I love that you're digging deep in not just getting the facts, ma'am, like you're mm-hmm. getting, you know, the, the emotion behind their business, learning the business. That's fantastic. That's freaking awesome. Thank so you. while maybe you're still in a discovery period and making sure you're the right horse for the course. Um, I like that horse somebody. for the course. I like that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is there any good question that you wish they would ask you, but never do? I think that you, I mean, anybody seeking to hire any professional, I think should ask questions about people's experience. And I think you also want to ask enough questions to get a sense of someone's personality, because I think that relationship is really important. I mean, there are people who call me and it's like, okay, listen, you know, I want to go after this guy. I want blood. I want, it's like, okay, well now I know who they want me to be. And I know, and I can, and I can fulfill that. Or like, listen, I just need to get through this. I need to get through this negotiation. I need this contract. I don't care what it says. Let's just try to make it as good as possible. So I think they, you need to ask enough questions to understand that somebody can meet your needs the way that, and, and be for you who you need. There are clients who contact me who need a lot of handholding, who need more of the cheerleading. You can do this. You got this. This is going great. No problem. A little speed bump, but we got this. There are other people who, and I think there are people who would contact an attorney who does not have that in them. Mm. Everyone has different skill sets. I mean, I think that's right. that, you know, that's that caricature of the attorney, you know, screaming and yelling and slamming the phone down. Maybe but, a super nurturing person, maybe a super empathetic person, yeah. but maybe not. And I think that you want to be comfortable, you know, you want to be able to pick up the phone. You right. want to ask a question. You don't want to feel like, I'm going to be bothering my attorney or my attorney is going to feel like I should know this already, or mm. I made a mistake and I don't want to share that with the attorney because the attorney is going to give me a hard time. 
I, I love that. So that, that's beautiful that you're like this. Like you're like a coach attorney. Like you, you. you're you're there for them. And let me ask, so how do you as kind of a, a boutique firm, I'm using that kind of loosely, but you, more of a boutique firm, how do you handle the competition out there that are maybe kind of headset phone jockeys with a thousand attorneys? Like what do you say maybe that would do, differentiate you from them? I, I mean, I think there's there's a place. Like, so there's a place for all of us in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. But I would say that for that our size, first of all, leads to uh, agility. I mean, we can, you know, we can, excuse me, we can take on things. It doesn't require a committee of twelve people to have eleven votes to to decide that they're going to take on something. Wow. The business partner and I decide on things pretty, you know, pretty quickly. And like, you know, we'll take this on. That sounds good. Let's do this. Yeah. You're also going to get me or my business partner involved yeah. in every case. So at a place where you have a thousands of attorneys, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have a lot of the work done by somebody who's junior and nothing wrong with that. We've all been junior at some point. Sure. But I think that having a partner on the file who you can call and who knows you and knows your matter very quickly without looking through the file and, you know, I got to call you back in three hours. I think that should give the clients a lot of confidence. Because, you know, yes, two heads are better than one. So if I have an associate working on the file and I'm overseeing that associate, that should give the client a lot of confidence that the work's being done and I'm doing it efficiently. So I'm going to do it at the lowest rate I can, which is having the associate work on things that are appropriate to keep it at the associate rate. Sure. But the big picture stuff and bigger decisions and the overarching strategy is going to be mine. So it's a cost efficient way of handling things. And it's a way of, I think, giving the client a lot of confidence that they have people, the right people handling it. I love it, and you're—they're getting you, yeah. right? Like that—that's fantastic. So, what then do you feel your strengths are? I, I think I've been told that like that compassion is one of my strengths. Huh? I've been told that getting that you know clients who are, who are calling and some people call—they're in the middle of a crisis. I'm being sued. There's a court appearance tomorrow. I don't know what to do. I forgot to get an attorney, or I didn't get an attorney, or I didn't want to get an attorney, or whatever it was. So. I have a way of calming things down. And I think that that helps a lot. And it helps with my clients. And listen, I'm willing to hear them scream and yell. Sure. But if they, you know, once like, okay, let's get past the emotion of it. Let's focus on what we need to focus on. And I think wow. the other thing I, I, I do is take the temperature down with my adversaries and with, you know, with the other side. Because we're not going to accomplish very much yelling at each other and thre- sending threatening <laughs> letters and nasty emails. Sometimes right. they're necessary. Sometimes that's just who you have on the other side and you got to play right. ball with them. But if I can take the temperature down and get things down to like, okay, let's look at this objectively. You know, no, you're not going to get everything you want. I'm not going to get everything I want. How do we come to an agreement? And how do we not, how do we come to an agreement without having our clients go through, you know, three years of litigation, super costly, super emotional, very stressful. How do we just get to what we think the end point is going to be? I love that. I love it. And it, it seems like you appreciate that as well. So Tell us maybe a little bit about a weakness that you feel you have. Hmm. I would say that it's going to sound like one of those, uh, my weaknesses, I'm too organized. Um, but my, I would say, or I'm too perfect. Um, but I think oh. the weakness for me is that I, I get emotionally involved sometimes. Okay. So there, you know, and I, because, you know, the way I look at it is, you know, every day of the week, I'm saying words like, you know, trial, subpoena, deposition, uh, motion, you know, default, judgment, bankruptcy. I say this stuff all the time. Sure. You know, this one got sued. I'm suing this person. The clients I'm dealing with, for the most part, are not professional litigants. Right. And they're not comfortable with, I got a subpoena or I have to sue somebody. Mm. My cl- And the way I look at it as a small business owner myself, 
these people don't want to be in the courtroom and they don't want to be in the boardroom yelling about, you know, some legal dispute or business dispute. They want to be out there making money and doing what they do. They want to be providing their service or offering their product. So, you know, I, I, I feel deeply how important whatever the matter is to them. And I definitely take it mm. home with me sometimes where, mm. you know, I know <laughs> a client, like I'm working on something with a client today and I know I was spoke to her yesterday. She was really emotional mm-hmm. and she said, oh, I'm not going to sleep tonight because I want to make sure that I'm giving you every last email and every last piece of paper. And I'm going to just be stressed about it. Right. I said, you know, let me do my job. Let me, let me do the response. Then you can take a look at it. I don't want you working through this through the Mm. night because it's going to drive you crazy. And we're going to have to sit down and go through everything anyway. So let me take all the information you provided to me. Let me put together the discovery responses. Let me take that off your head. So, you know, it, I think my weakness probably is, is that it bothers me when my clients are, you know, really preoccupied or, or kind of haunted by an issue they're dealing with. I love that you're transparent about that. And that means yeah. you freaking are human. Hello. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So have you seen the movie Back to the Future, Dara? Sure, of course. Okay. Let's get that DeLorean with Marty McFly. Okay. Let's go back to the double deuce, the 22-year-old Dara. Okay. What kind of knowledge nuggets would you drop on her? Not to change anything because you're living a fun journey, right? But yeah. to maybe shorten a learning curve, maybe blast through a level up, maybe just a little bit quicker. I would say that I would give her a little bit more confidence and a little bit more self-assuredness. I think, you know, for the most part, and you probably hear this from other people, you know, you don't learn how to be a lawyer in law school. You learn how to think like a lawyer. You learn some basics. But I mean, I went to school in Georgia. I didn't learn anything about New York law until I started studying for the bar. Mm. And I think that I didn't, for the first several years of my career, really appreciate the other skills that I was bringing to my practice that weren't just necessarily, you know, the law and how to apply the law. And I think wow. that's what I think that's what made me different. Ultimately, was that I understood that you know my people skills were important, and that my communication skills were important, and my problem solving skills were important. But in those early years, it felt very much like you know, I have to be a master of all the legal principles and I have to be able to, you know, know the case law off the top of my head and, and make that perfect argument. And that's certainly all important stuff, but I didn't realize how much the soft skills were going to really kind of make my career for me. Well, that's fantastic. I've never heard an attorney say soft skills, but it makes yeah. <laughs> all the difference. I think in so. It. Beautiful. So how do you want your dash remembered then? You know, that little line between your incarnation date and your expiration date, your life date and death date. Hopefully it's way down the road. Yep. There, but how, how do you want your dash remembered? I would say that I want I certainly want to be remembered for, for helping people. Um, I think, you know, I, I, that's what I, that's why I, it's not really, I, I will be honest. It's not why I became a lawyer. I became a lawyer because I like the reading and writing. And I thought I wanted to argue things in court and I still love trying cases, <laughs> but I, I, I came to a point where, you know, helping people to me is just so rewarding. So personal, professional, you know, one of the reasons I started the podcast was because I love connecting people. Mm. So I love, you know, I always refer to it kind of as that little memory game where you turn over the card and it's like, I found a strawberry. Where's the other strawberry? Right. Yeah. You know, I want to find the person who needs to meet the other person. And I do that a lot, but you know, I can spend my, I can spend my whole day doing that because I've met a lot of people. I'm blessed to know a lot of people who I think would be great, you know, great meets for other people. Beautiful. I started the podcast because I figure it's a shortcut. You know, I get somebody yeah. on the podcast and I can get their message and their story and their information out to a whole bunch of people without making all those individual referrals. So I, I would say that. I want to be remembered as, you know, whether it's, you know, as a mother, as a wife, as a sister, a friend, daughter. 
as somebody who will help people. And authentic and personal. That's fantastic. So then what would, no, let me ask you this. What do you think then people misunderstand the most about Dara? I I was told by a very dear friend years ago that I don't make a good first impression. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I I think that, you know, it, it takes a few minutes to get to know me. Um, Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take a few years. It takes really just a few minutes. And I think that, you know, a a lot of people, it's not just me. A lot of people are judged by the outside. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember walking on, you know, when I was working for a different firm, I remember walking onto a construction site and meeting my client and he grabbed my hand and said, I'm about, uh, you know, I'm about to talk construction with a woman with a French manicure. Mm. And uh, I said to him, and I said that I, I use this a lot. I said to him, I like being underestimated. It gives me the advantage. And <laughs> I, 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 do, I do use that. Uh-huh. But I think I think that, you know, there are not that many, you know, comparatively, there's certainly many women trailers, but comparatively, there are not as many. Right. And I think the reputation from TV and all that kind of stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, that that some attorney that many attorneys get and many female attorneys get is you know, real tough as nails, you know, nasty, difficult to talk to, super right. aggressive. Right. And I have all that in me. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take a fight and I'll end it. Oh, it's, it's all good for me, sure. but I, I don't, you know, that's sort of the, that's not the part that I want to deploy all the time. Love it. No, that, that, at least you're transparent about that. And, yeah. you know, it's funny because uh, the East coast, you know, I'm from the Midwest where, and again, mm-hmm. I'm 6'1", I'm 260, I'm pretty well put together. And like, if I meet somebody, I'm like, hey, I give them the big Fergie hug, right? Yeah. And like, I learned when I moved down here to the East Coast of Florida that people from the Eastern Seaboard don't like mm-hmm. that at first. At first. <laughs> like you said, it doesn't take years to get to know somebody, right? Right. But then I started, I, I do a deep dive on pretty much anything that, that triggers me, or not triggers me, but that I get very interested in. Mm-hmm. I found out that up there, a lot of people, they live on top of each other. And what's yeah. so important to them is space. Yeah. So once I start meeting them and just shaking a hand and, and just doing business or, you know, meeting them at parties or whatever, it was just that. Mm-hmm. Then next thing you're like, Fergie, and they're hugging me. So right. it was like, at first I was like, man, they're so freaking mean. Why don't they <laughs> like me? You yeah. know, but they're not. And so I'm glad that I was humble enough in my own little way to do mm-hmm. that deep dive on it. So yeah, what is Dara's? definition of a life well lived i think i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with freedom as, as a word mm-hmm. um yeah. i like you know i think that a life well lived looking back would be you know i was able to do what i wanted the way i wanted to do it you know and you know just kind of live my life as as happily as possible i well, mean Frank I think sinatra it, love it that's love right. it my way love it that's it do my way beautiful Time to shine today, Podcast Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson. We are back with my good friend, rock star, humble yet killer, <laughs> Dara Rosenbaum. And Dara, you and I, I'm I feeling we might meet one day and we sit down and maybe break some bread, have a bev, and we could probably yeah. talk 15, 20 minutes on one of the each one of these questions. But within our leveling up lightning round, you have five seconds with no explanations. You ready okay. to go? Let's Absolutely. level up. Okay. Dara, what's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Be yourself. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Self-care. Beautiful. You see me walking down the street and you're like, yeah, Fergie looks like he's a little bit in his doldrums. What book might you hand me? That's a good question. I'm, I, will, I will look back at my, uh, <laughs> I look at my back of my bookshelf. I'm going to go with the road to success. Beautiful. Beautiful. 
What's your most commonly used emoji when you text? Smiley face. Beautiful. Nicknames growing up? Uh, none. My parents intentionally gave me a short name that they didn't think could be nicknamed easily. <laughs> Love it. Chess checkers or Monopoly? Monopoly. Beautiful. Favorite portrayal of any attorney on the big screen or small screen? I like the good wife. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Go to ice cream flavor. Rocky Road. Nice. All right. There's a sandwich called the, the Dara Rosie. Build that sandwich for me. Uh, Gluten-free bread, because I'm a celiac. Uh, <laughs> and it would probably go with, uh, you know, grilled chicken, lettuce, tomato. Kind of simple. Beautiful. Beautiful. Favorite charity and organization you like to give your time or money to? I will tell you that a very timely um, National Ovarian Cancer Coalition. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And last question, you can elaborate on this one a little bit, but what's the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? I'm an 80s girl. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. You'll I'm an 80s girl. I, I would say 80s and 90s, but okay. I, you know, I just, I, I, I'm a lyrics person and I can mm. still sing along to most of the things I've heard from the 80s. Oh my God. It's so true. It's like, I, I graduated 1990, so I just turned 50, but it, mm -hmm. it's like that whole 10 years you had, you know, the big hair don't care. You had the, the, the start of rap with the BC boys and run yep. DMC. You had the you know, invasions from U2 and Duran Duran. And mm -hmm. now they're using these days, they're using hooks from their songs. Yeah. Like Pitbull uses like Take On Me, you know, by uh -huh. Aha in like one of his songs. It's like all of them have the hooks from the 80s. It's yep. why the 80s, I would go back in, in any time. So, yep. and Dara, how can we find you, my friend? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn all the time. So okay. just my name on LinkedIn. And our website is RosenbaumTaylor.com. No and. Um, and I'm always happy to hear from people. I'm always happy to, even if it's not something that I can work on or work with mm -hmm. you on, always happy to find somebody and refer you to somebody or just to kind of give you a few minutes of my time to talk about, you know, where I think you might want to look for resources. With you being a connector, Dara, do you have attorneys in other states that like, let's say someone lived somewhere that you might be able to connect them with? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Yep. And if you give me one last solid and leave us with one last knowledge nugget we can take with us, internalize, and take action on. I would say, oh gosh, there are so many I can try. Um, I would say find a community, find your people. Um, and that's going to be your, it doesn't have to be the community you live in. It is a community of people who you know, like, and trust. And that's sort of a, you know, kind of cliche, but people who, you know, you can count on, you need the, that stable of professionals who you can count on. Yes. You need people who have, or are running a similar business who you can ask questions of because yes, they're competition in some cases, but you know, there's plenty of work for everybody generally and plenty of, you know, plenty of customers for everybody. That's and awesome. also find the people who have had a journey like yours or are at the stage of business that you're at, because they are going to be a tremendous wealth of knowledge for you and you and you for them of, you know, things they would think they did right, things they did wrong, things they found challenging and things they would do differently next time. I love that. And we just had like, I didn't know how this was going to go, squad, um, but it was kind of a free masterclass on how to live life good, but still be driven. I love that she just mentioned kind of what we call our plus equals minus, where every day, you know, my clients and people that I coach, they have to find someone that's where they want to be and learn from them, find someone equal to them and trade mm -hmm. with them and find someone not minus to them, but that they want to get to where you're at and help them. And I know that my good friend Dara does that. You know, she wanted to be a forensic scientist in a corner, but math and science <laughs> weren't her thing. So she parlayed into 
being an attorney, which she's a rock star at, she's big on making the client comfortable. She doesn't have a checklist. She really listens and understands their business pain points. And she asks, what would it look like if this pain was resolved? And I love it that she doesn't go into every, we'll call it a transaction being combative. It's got to get there. She can, she can knuckle up, but she would rather do it without that. You know, she wants you to, when you're starting to work with an attorney, to ask about their experience, their lineage, see if the personalities match, make sure they're the right horse for the course, make sure they're going to meet your needs and be who you need, you the client needs, make sure that they are. You know, she has a little bit of a smaller firm, but in other smaller firms out there that are looking to grow, remember, you have the agility and the more time to give personal service, which will build the client's confidence. You know, she believes that compassion is a strength. It's a way of keeping calm, to get past emotions and focus on what needs to be done. You know, it, when she was younger, and she's telling this to, even if you're just in a transition, to, to build your confidence. And if you're trying to learn something, like my good friend Leah Woodford says, get your asking here. Ask people. People will share with you. Remember, communication is super, super important in anything in life. You know, mm -hmm. she's going to remember to someone that's authentic and help people, not just personally and professionally. But she's literally kind of planting trees she's never going to sit in the shade of because she's a different kind of attorney that's out there. You know, she wants to live a life where she's freedom to express, you know, just like Frankie said, he did it his way. And that's what she wants for you and for herself. And lastly, find a community. Remember, your vibe attracts your tribe. If you're vibing good, you're going to attract those people. That's how I attract Dara, is that yeah. we both vibe on a really high level. And Dara levels up her health. She levels up her wealth. She's humble yet hungry. She's earned a varsity letter here at Time to Shine today. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming on, Dara. Absolutely love your guts. Thank you so much. This was terrific. Yay, I'll talk soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.